Good, good. Here, let, let me uh, get the camera started here. Oh, there you are. Hey, it's really great to see you guys. I am really excited to get to talk to you today. And I know that this is going to be an interesting, weird little conversation that we're going to have. But before we get started, then I, I'm just going to let you guys take it here for just a moment. But um, I love that when you first messaged me about this, you said, I was speaking to one of my human collaborators and I'm like, when, when are we going to start having those, those normal interactions? You know, we're just throwing that in there. We got to distinguish between the human and the AI. So before we get into it too much, I just want you guys to take a moment to introduce yourselves and let us know what we're going to learn about this uh, project so we can take it from here. Oh, okay. Well, I guess the, (laughs) the looks are coming to me. My name is uh, Mo. Um, I'm a music composer. Uh, I just started scoring for a film recently. Um, actually, I have a project due today. Uh, oh, no. the, the we'll keep P-Sec. it brief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for a, a commercial in the Czech Republic. So nice. Yeah, I got that on my brain after this. Um, and then I'm also a musician. I write songs as Coco Pastel, and I I produce everything. And so that's why I'm here with Shahab and Hi May. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm uh, Shahab Zagari, and uh, like most creatives, I feel like I do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, a little bit of it is trying to see what will stick and what I'm good at, um, but also honing skills and trying new things. Uh, so, you know, I dabble in film, music, um, I mean, all kinds of arts. Uh, and uh, it's really great to be back. You know, Jaime, you had me on uh, last time, and all we did was talk about the films. And it, it was, was a funny blast, as it, but it felt it, incomplete. Right, right. <laughs> then you're like, okay, we didn't talk about anything else. It feels okay. Well, we'll come back, and this was the perfect opportunity to do so. So, thanks for having me back, man. Seriously. Yeah, folks, it's such a blast to actually see you because you you folks are powerhouses of creative talent and expression. I love your music. I love what you're creating. And okay. sp- specifically about new oddities, can we just have a little bit of, a, of an introduction here on what Mo called the questions on this album? Because this is a very strange album. This is a very experimental project, but uh, it was created with AI technology, with the assistance of AI technology. That's correct. And, and so, Mo, what were those things that immediately resonated with you when you, when you heard this thing? Well, okay. At first, when I sent him that random text, I was like, I, I was listening one by one. And actually, I mean, I don't want to, you know, make it too long, but I actually have questions per song. Because, oh, okay. Because this album is just like so to me, it came across as so rich in like, of course, the AI, the tech, but also the meanings. You mm-hmm. definitely use your platform really well. And I was just really curious about like each one. I don't think I can ask like one question when it comes to <laughs> well, the then let me let me let me do this then. <laughs> let me let me kind of set the stage there for the listeners, but right. for you two as well. Um, so new oddities is actually building on the types of music and types of techniques that I've been doing since I was a kid. Um, I essentially started, um, uh, 
and but but this is the first time that an album has my name right so mm. there's always under a moniker there's always under a band name kind of thing um and you know way back in 1989 i started this project called kill the scientist and it's you know and you can go you can go to spotify and all these you know apple music and find kill the scientist and when you do you'll see a, a, almost a direct connection right back then it, i was taking cassettes and and doing loops and and you know kind of combining sounds and and halfway pushing the pause button so it would speed up the tape and you know all these different kinds of sampling and remixing um and you know even even now that i'm a filmmaker i still you know when i when i get into a rut i pause what i'm doing and instead of doing something else i do a fan edit or where I take like a Star Wars trailer and I put Mad Max music to it or Willy Wonka and I put this score to it, right? And just, just again, to kind of hone my skills, but while doing something fun. And it's it's all been a part of this kind of like taking something, sampling it and reconstructing it, you know? Mm. Um, so it is a direct extension. So for people just stumbling on it, it it's probably very strange and eclectic, um, but it, it does kind of, I, I've kind of been working up to this for the past however many years. So, mm. That's awesome. And I think that was remarkably successful because it's not just, here's a bunch of tracks put together that are experiments. It is an oral experience from beginning to end. And I think that's what mm -hmm. I appreciated about it because you have thematically, right, so much that you want to say, but I think the the music itself is sort of helping you along the way with that even though it is like it's going a million miles an hour i mean it does feel like you're, you're strapped to the seat and you're just going along for the ride so in, in in a in a sense i do feel like the album especially if you have headphones especially if you go from beginning to end it's sort of like an action adventure anime soundtrack right have you ever bought an anime soundtrack where it dips into <laughs> samples from the movie, right? Where they're like talking or fighting, then it goes back to the music, then it comes back. So yeah. I, I really do feel like, you know, there's that. I do want to kick it over to Mo for her track by track questions. But before we do, this is exactly how the AI uh, was, was utilized. So for any of you that have watched documentaries like The Wrecking Crew or The Get Back, the Peter Jackson mm -hmm. um, documentary with the Beatles, right? Where that was 27 days of them just sitting in the studio going, well, what are we doing now? Like, how do we, how are we constructing this? No, no, don't do this, do that. That's essentially what I did with the AI software. They were my backing band. They came mm -hmm. in, came in, and I was like, this is the style. These are the instruments I want you to use. This is the tempo. You know, uh, this is all the stuff. And then they would jam. Mm. They would kind of do a get back instead of 27 days. Five seconds later, it would kick out 25 tracks. Wow. And I would go through and listen and listen and listen. And then I'd go, oh, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. There's something here. Right. And I knew I wanted to use them all as like the foundation, basic, basic, basic mm -hmm. starting point of these mm -hmm. tracks. I didn't want it to be like, Hey guys, this is what it is. No, no, no. That was like, that was the jam session, right? So mm -hmm. then with this software, which is is linked um, on the Bandcamp, it's called Sound Draw. It's a Japanese company. 
they were kind of sick and tired of the stock audio platform kind of thing. And they're like, well, why don't we use AI to beef up what you can do? So once I chose a song, then from there, I could go, you know what? Wait, I said keyboard, but all this keyboard section, I'm actually going to flip it to guitar. Mm. Oh, you know what? This was every four uh, measures. I'm going to make it every eight. You know, and so I had the ability, almost like those Korg apps and, <laughs> and, and Ableton and stuff where you're able to, or even GarageBand where you can, yeah. you know, start adding layers. And, and so I would go in and I would even fine tune the original jam session until it was really where I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. And then that's when, you know, that's where the eight months then came in where I was working with collaborators, you know, hitting up Mo. There were, there's a lot of tracks that didn't end up on the album. Uh, but then it was that human touch, the human spirit, which we mm-hmm. layered on. And honestly, I, I, I do want to say, Mo, I'm I'm s- such a fan of Mo's work <laughs> and her voice. Like honestly, the, the tracks that she's ah! on this album, I like. I get you know, <laughs> teary eyed. It's, it's so beautiful. <laughs> That's one um, of the things. Yeah, I wanted to mention thanks. just to interject briefly. <laughs> well deserved, by the way, uh, Mo the the way that you humanize this work in the in the two tracks is so special because as you say there it's not that there's an artificial quality of it but but there is a presentation aspect of it that is balanced out in those songs so beautifully and i think that that was only possible with a very human vocalist you know a very humane vocalist maybe i should say vocal <laughs> but she did the vocal she did the lyrics she mm-hmm. did production i mean there's stuff on there that was not the ai that she added to i mean it's just yeah oh my gosh thank you i'm like i'm like speechless right now i can't believe that this is happening i've never been on a podcast you guys are really kind thank you but yeah i actually i you could not have picked or texted a better nerdy person i think for this because that is one of the fundamental things about me is i love to embrace technology i'm a huge nerd and uh, kind of like I'm kind of like your kin, Shahab, in terms of like the music side of it, the creative side, embracing technology. I've um, so like when you told me that you were working with AI, I was just like, yes. And also, what a genius to like hop on this and like create an album before pretty much it's like popular. So like I applaud, I applaud you for that. Your mind is Thank just you. awesome. So yeah, but um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's okay. I was just going to dive into my question. Absolutely. Yeah, it's time. It. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, <laughs> that third track, how do you pronounce that? <laughs> okay. So that, and I, I did that on purpose. Uh, yeah. So that is actually the Russian word for yes. It's da. Oh. You're like, oh. Da, da, you know? oh, well. Yeah. Really I just American. called it the, yeah, the one that looked like a chair. And an A. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's Russian for yes. Da. So sorry to and, our and Russian was, listeners. And, and Apologies. It was, it was done, so I, I did it that way so that if Russians are searching on Spotify, right. they find it, right? Man. The sample that goes throughout was a spoken word a poem in Russian that I got from Free Music Archives, which I, I, I dipped free music archives a, mm. a little bit on this album. The net neutrality stuff was from there. Yeah. Um, but also I 
I ended that track with uh, Kalinka, which is a an 1800s Russian composer uh, wrote that. Um, and you know, essentially, what what so there's a there's a few tracks that utilize choir uh, samples. Um, I it, this in 2022 2023, nobody has CDs in their house anymore. Nobody has CD players, but I do, and I love them. And I you know, <laughs> we, we put them out for 20 years, right? So I still go to thrift stores and look for CDs. My car still has a CD player, so I'm looking, right? I went to this thrift store. There was a stack, a stack of mid 90s Las Vegas junior high choir recital CDs. Wow. And I was like, oh my, oh my God. God, these people will <laughs> never hear this album. They'll never come for me for copyright. And the things that I sampled from those albums were from composers that are already dead. So there's no you know, <laughs> copyright anyway kind of thing, right? Kalinka, like the guy has been dead for hundreds of years. So um, anyway, so I hope that answered the question. So da. Da. That was actually one of my major questions, the, the choir that was going on, because mm-hmm. I was I was thinking that the AI made that. Nope. <laughs> so I was, that was, that was, I was floored. Oh. I was insulted. So, with, <laughs> with, <laughs> no, no, were you thinking no you were going to be out of a job here shortly? Yeah. Was, yeah. No way, dude. Oh, that's no another topic of conversation. Actually. Yeah. I wanted to wrap up on that because I think it's a valid question, but. It is a good counterpoint, and I think we come back to this this same idea of of humanizing these tools mm. and and finding that line. And do you think you achieve that in that section? Uh, because it it is a very lively song, but at the end you kind of land it with that that choir. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay, I don't think I can answer that. I, I I think people who listen to it have to answer that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm, yeah. yes, I made it. You know, I did it. I don't think I, I don't think I'm allowed to. But um, you know, just just for uh, you know, again, a lot of the album is 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 samples and, and creatively curated. And by the way, there are certain moments that are quiet, certain moments that are loud, certain vocals that are crisp, mm-hmm. and certain vocals that are muddled. And, and buried, and I, I kind of made sure to, you know, accent those things so that if it is muddy, you know we did it on purpose kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But for that track, that song, well, I knew I knew that when the AI's drum machine ends, I wanted that last moment of the song. And that really is how that song ends. Um, so I lined that up and didn't edit the rest of it. So the rest of it going back to wherever I start those choir vocals, that was an uncut, unabridged thing. But like a DJ, I had my hand on the fader mm. and I would come in and come out to wherever, you know, for certain moments it didn't, it clashed and it just didn't work. Uh-huh. And so, but you know, you listen to it and there's like, you know, there's the guy doing his Russian spoken word. <laughs> And then, you know, the drums does this thing and then it, the, 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 the chords, right. They're doing the thing. And then all of a sudden you hear, and then yeah. no more. That was me literally bringing the fader down to zero. Okay. We're done with that. Okay. Here we go. We're coming back in with the, and we're gone. <laughs> we're out and we're back in and then songs over loud busted. You know? Wow. So it was it more was like a live performance at the time of, of putting that. that oh, moment cool. It really was. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So to move on to track number four, which was Big 
a little a a mm -hmm. can you right. share a bit about how this started for you how this particular track came to be and then if mo has any questions on that one that would be great so you know the the album looks to the future of humanity and the world and music production but it simultaneously looks to the past um, you know, using poetry from the 1800s, um, this specific track is a cover of an 80s uh, track from England. I didn't cover the whole song. Uh, when you go back to the original, um, and I think this is one of the first things I shared with Mo, I, I believe, where I was like, hey, this is the original, this was the cover, you know, and this is kind of what I'm doing here with this AI stuff. Um, just, you know, again, as I was selecting the songs and, and, and fine tuning them, this one, this track, I was like, you know, it, it's, it's kind of got this punk rock feel to it. And, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the nineties, when I was, I was starting to get into my own music, um, the band Crass from England, they were, I mean, it was an art collective. They were mm -hmm. an anarchist art collective that lived together, made music together. In the beginning, they didn't even know how to use instruments by the end. Like they're still doing stuff to this day. Um, but the first two verses of that song were very 80s England specific, talking about Thatcher and prime ministers and stuff. So it just, it didn't relate. It didn't relate at all. Um, and, and again, you know, like, thinking of this as like a, a soundtrack to an unmade anime action adventure, this was the moment where, you know, the uh, unlikely hero is being told, like, just like, forget about everyone else. You do you, because mm -hmm. that is what's important. Your happiness is the most important thing. Um, and so that's kind of the background. I don't know if that explained it very well, but yeah, it's a crass cover. So. <laughs> They were the, you know, Crass put out an album called Penis Envy. As a teenager, <laughs> that album made me a feminist. All right. Mm. Like that was wow. so seminal for me. I highly recommend it. Just as weird as New Oddities, just as crazy. Um, but very, very influential to me and probably this album. And so I was like, you know what? I think it'll work. And, and it's funny, this is perfect for a podcast. As I was recording, re-recording the vocals, because I, I, I didn't get it right the first couple times. So it was you. It was <laughs> that was me. my question. <laughs> it was me. Um, my Jamming. daughter thought I was yelling um, <laughs> like at someone over the phone. She's like, were you fighting? I was like, oh, no, no, no. That was an inspirational song. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, that's great. Mo, did you, was that the one question you wanted to ask? You're good with that one? <laughs> yeah, I was I was coming up with these questions on a, lo a long walk, and I was just like, how many of these songs ha feature Shahab's voice, actually, to mm. kind of segue? Um, yeah. There's a few. There's a few. Like, obviously, um, like, uh, the deaf one has does not have me in it. Uh, Two Americas does not have me in it. Mm. Um, Toro, Toro, Toro was a remix I did, so it does not have my mm. voice or anything like that on it that was my beats um sonification pontification that one was the brand new um recordings of the black hole that nasa just no. oh my released. god that's Way. amazing 
That's because uh... I, also, I also wanted to I wanted to start the album not using AI and end it not using AI to just have those as bookends, mm-hmm. right? Like this is uh. just to kind of you know and and just those black hole noises. Incredible. I think it sets you up. It's like mm-hmm. okay, this is going to be a strange journey, so just be warned, you know, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it usually so cool. uh, like the the Martian uh, song and the Venus song. Yeah. Those are both my voices. The Venus mm. song is a um, poem from that's the poem from the 1800s mm. uh, by a gentleman by the name of John McKay. Uh, the Martian uh, explaining infinity over telepathy. That was a poem that I wrote in the 90s um, that had never been heard mm. aloud until 2019. There was a local Las Vegas performance art pop-up i guess you could say and every month they would show up at a abandoned warehouse and everyone would do whatever and like some of it you know vegas right so some were strict soleil performers testing things out for an audience before they actually implement those things others wow. were poets and da, da, da. and so for one of these sessions i brought I, I had typed this out on a typewriter and i brought the pages and you you know utilizing everyone's uh help we read it aloud and that was the first time anyone had heard this poem aloud. And I used, I had written it in the um, uh, aesthetic of E.E. E. Cummings. And if you're familiar with E.E. E. Cummings poetry, there was no rhyme scheme. Letters would be on different lines, you know what I mean? And so it was kind of one of these things where the shape, on the paper was also part of the poetry kind of thing. Mm. Um, so if someone were to buy it from Bandcamp, the album, and download it, not just stream it, download the files, in with the MP3s is a scan of that poem. So oh, you can kind great. of, that's one of the songs where it's kind of muddy because he's using telepathy. So can you hear the words? Uh, can yeah, you not hear the yeah. words, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hope, I don't know if anyone will, but I hope people download that PDF and kind of listen to the song as they read it. Cause then you can follow the shapes <laughs> that I was looking at as I was singing that or yeah. singing that. It's more like beat poetry, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it was fascinating to, to hear that poem along with this really manic sort of, you know, almost like you were saying, video gamey kind of vibe where it was just drilling ahead. You know, full speed ahead. I thought that was such a wonderful contrast to to what he was saying. Yeah, it definitely was a video gamey vibe. I vividly remember thinking, I want to tell Shahab this could be in a video game. <laughs> Seriously. Like yeah. just, uh, just the right energy. It it was When just are you wonderful. making a video game, Shahab? You've done it all so, except the game. Well okay, so I didn't make it, but we do have a game. So a few years ago, <gasps> my brother and I co-wrote a novel the only novel i've ever published ever because they're really hard to do mm-hmm. um and on the website just as like a i don't know like a fun little like easter egg or whatever there's actually a video game so if you go to prison break 2438.com that has you know the synopsis the you know link to buy on amazon blah 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 and the last link is video game and you can actually beat your little tank because it takes basically a prison break in post-apocalyptic America kind of thing. 
Mm. Anyway, so I've done, I've done that one. But what I would like to do, though, have you guys played Immortality? Not to like hear, but no. talking about technology. Okay, guys, guys, guys. Okay. I think it was first on Steam, but Netflix now has games. I don't know if you know this. What? Like, what? Oh, the, yeah. The oh. choose your own adventure sort of. Well, they thing, have right? all these different kinds of things. So they have a Stranger Things Candy Crush app. They have oh, like, all these different oh, tie-ins. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's one that they bought the rights to, but now. So if you download it on Android or Apple, it's called the Netflix Immortality Game. But I think huh. it came out oh before gosh. that. Dude, so <laughs> it, you show up in this thing. It's like you're a video editor. And they go, listen, there's this actress. She's dead. And you need to figure out how she died by looking at the clips from these three feature films that never came out. So wow. the, the amount of footage wow. they shot for this blows me away. So there's like Johnny Carson type interview clips there's rehearsals with them rehearsing the movie there's uh table reads there's actual wink wink because this, this isn't real right there's clips from the movies and then so you, you get like one or two to begin with and then as you're playing on the ipad you can rewind clips you can fast forward clips and then when you stop you can zoom in on this actor and it'll give you another clip with that actor you can zoom in on this candlestick; wow. it'll give you another flame. You zoom in on this chair; it gives you another clip with the chair, dude. It's and, and each time you zoom in, <laughs> that's another clip, another clip. So in the end, you have. Wow. I think I've looked it up, and I, I have. I've basically finished the game, but there's like a handful of clips I never found, and I never will. Wow. I'm not gonna go through and like <laughs> zoom in, dude. It's nuts. It's uh, for mature audiences. There's you know. People are topless and there's sexual situations, stuff. but amazing. So I would love to do something like that. I would mm. love the, you know, the amount of logistics. You need and brain power and time do. to really yeah. Yeah, invest. Nice. In Shoot like that. all of that high quality footage and then the mechanics of the game. Incredible. Insane. Yeah. So I'd love to do something like that. And I, I do think video games are the next storytelling medium, which you brought up, choose your own adventure or someone did. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is kind of what it is, where you're like, okay, well, now you have to make all the branches, yeah, and then produce all those, you yeah. know. So I'd love to do that. And I, I've talked to folks about this in the past. Just this idea of how the audience doesn't know how to be passive anymore. There has to mm. be a component that allows mm-hmm. them a way in, other than just entertain me, right? And and I think that's what's exciting about what what you guys are doing. You're forward thinking in terms of how can technology be incorporated into into these kinds of arenas and especially with the interactive quality of it there's definitely more on the horizon for you guys now i don't know if we should skip venus has a rebuttal because you talked about it a little bit but would you like to talk about robotic pleasures which is one that that you folks collaborated on and i think we should it's time (laughs) it's time i think it's time Time. can you you tell me how does this come to happen from from the beginning of of what this piece was to what it ended up being and what that collaboration was like. So the 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 initial th- so I've I met Mo. I think was it twenty sixteen. I think so. I think we it's were been that long. The same thing, <laughs> if that makes sense, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, that morning, and and it was funny because she was like, "Oh, this is just stuff that's like throwaway music. I'm just going to kind of." have fun with you guys. I was blown away. I was like, what? This is the throwaway? <laughs> oh, you. I can't believe it. Right. And I, I, I've been a fan ever since. And 
you know, Mo's been getting better and at what she does and like honing her craft as well. And I'd always wanted to partner up and do something, but there was never a situation. I never knew. <laughs> I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to until there was something that mattered, right? Aww. And then of the tracks that I had fine tuned and finally got to where it needed the human touch, this one. I was like, dude, this is like totally your style. Mm-hmm. And I, and I would love it if, you know, and I told her, I was like, I'm, I'm collaborating with a bunch of different people on this and, you know, it's going to be this thing. And, and her ears perked up like AI, wait, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. And even then, even then the AI wasn't perfect. Cause she, we were working on another track and we'll, we'll get to ro- robotic pleasures. I want to kick it to you, Mo. But um, she was like, yeah, I, I think, I think the beats per minute changed at the end there. So even the AI wasn't perfect. Uh, yeah kind of screwed up there. um but uh anyway so so that's where it was i was like oh dude like this the the chords the the beat i mean mm-hmm. i was like this was made for you mo like yeah. if, if you're down and she totally was uh so mo take it away what what happened from that well uh my experience of the whole robotic pleasures thing happening was you sent me the track and I had a little slight confusion just because this whole AI thing is so new. And I, I think I remember asking you what was your inspiration for this thing. And then you replied like you. And then you explained to me all the AI mm. stuff because I'm mm. so human. I'm so like homo sapien that I didn't <laughs> understand what was happening. And so like, first of all, thank you so much. Like I, I have always looked up to you, but I just don't like to tell people that I... <laughs> look up to them so i i do the vocal fry but <laughs> so to that's, like that's be here yeah don't blow up <laughs> yeah well, well i mean i i'm a fan i'm a shahab fan definitely but um and actually my explanation of this is going to lead to a question about like songwriting back to you actually because uh when i first opened up the track i like to play it over and over and just to make a long process short I kept hearing like 90s R&B mm. kind of thing. And I I, I met, emailed Shahab and I was like, are you going to be okay with me doing like a Mariah Carey 90s R&B thing? <laughs> and collaborating with Shahab is just so awesome and like free. And it he, he just responded like, I want you to do like whatever mm. comes to mind. And so mm-hmm. I laid down these tracks and it was, it was a really, really wonderful opportunity for me to like practice certain things and production and it was very fun. And what the message that ended up coming out of me was kind of like bouncing off his title, which is Robotic Pleasures. And I was like, this could be either inspiring or or, like really nasty. So I was like, Robotic Pleasures. And so, like, my mind kind of went to more of, like, the the serious route, and it, t- it got me thinking about the times that we're living in, mm-hmm. like, post-COVID and, like, isolation. I'm sure we've all heard everywhere, and my mind kind of went to, like, love, and I, I, I can't really quote myself right now. I'm, I have a poor memory with these <laughs> things, but I think I said, oh, love is, like, love is its own invention, yeah, right? It's, not, it's yeah. not a new invention. Uh, yeah. I, and because I always heard this term, like, you know, love is love is your perception. And I'm sure that someone can show me there, can defend that point of view to me. And I would I'll end up agreeing. But 
my point of view is I don't necessarily think love itself is a perception. I think there's definitely hallmarks of love, you know, like mm -hmm. things that make it love and um, all kinds of love, not just romantic love, like family love, brother love. And so that's what that's what came out of me for this song. I was like, I think we need love, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would only add that this is so, so incredible to hear because it answered a lot of my questions that I had about this collaboration. Mm. You know, uh, Shahab laying down the bedrock of it and then Mo, you know, running away with it. I love that lyrically, it feels like it's from that time period. It feels like the sort of like anthemic qualities of like those songs in the 90s were there. But just yeah. the, the R&B-ness of, of that, not just the vocals, which are phenomenal and really supported that, but lyrically, that those mm -hmm. kinds of choruses were just so beautiful and uh, very spot on. Uh, so I got to applaud you guys on that. But any other thoughts on Robotic Pleasures? Uh, I would just like to say that it kind of reminded me of, um, and not, not necessarily the sound, but just like the feeling of it. So there was, um, if you're familiar with um, Robotech and Macross and all of those, mm. there was a limited series called Macross Plus. I think it was late 90s, maybe early 2000s. It was like one of the first anime TV shows that utilized computer graphics kind of mm. thing. Um, and the whole um, story kind of, you know, hangs on this artificial intelligence um singer right so it's like this pop singer it's like a madonna but she's fake and she's a hologram and, oh i guess kind of like this is way before um gorillas or anything like that right mm. and so it was like this this you know whatever and then like the sorry spoiler uh, <laughs> warning but uh you quickly find out it wasn't really ai it was a human that was putting on this what? neural link and she would put in her brain and she wasn't even singing. Like She's like kind of like meditating and the, making the hologram do the things she wants to do. Mm. And it was like a pop star. And honestly, if someone made a fan edit of Macross Plus with robotic pleasures, it would fit. It would fit so oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. I That's think what Ariana Grande is, actually. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> she has a neural link. She's not real. She's from Wisconsin. She's... <laughs> <laughs> I support this theory. I want to know more. Let's put it in the uh, podcast description. The world needs to know. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I totally lost my train of thought. That was amazing. But <laughs> <laughs> so uh regarding uh goodbye net neutrality um mm. can you tell me a bit about this particular recording so again um you know once the final track was um realized uh oh, i'm sorry not the final track but the 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 backbone of each track then came the like mo was saying like listening to it over and over again like what would fit this you know mm -hmm. this time it wasn't a cover song this time it wasn't i was like you know it, it's kind of um got these things and, and, and in fact you know on that one i i marked that i wanted them to have a uh, human voice as one of the instruments mm -hmm. and so sprinkled throughout there are all these little let's go <laughs> and, you know and these little things, i'm like oh this is kind of like a call to action kind of situation mm. um and I, I, I have a feeling we've kind of already lost the net neutrality. Um, 
mm-hmm. especially in the United States kind of uh, battle. Uh, and in fact, the sound bites that I got again was from the Free Music Archive, and it was the people who ran Free Music Archive that were like, "Hey, we're just—it was almost like a podcast. We're going to talk about net neutrality here. Like, what is it? Why mm-hmm. you should care? You know, da da da." And it was this like it was called the Net Neutrality Pack, and they wanted people to download it, use it, put it on YouTube, mm-hmm. do whatever they wanted with it. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to do what I want with it because <laughs> I do feel strongly about this." Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, one of my uh, friends on TikTok, who's this like huge like Web 3.0 kind of lady, like mm-hmm. she, like that was the track that she gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. And she just she did a you know reaction video on TikTok where every huh. time the guy says something, she like, looks in the camera. And she's like, <laughs> okay, okay, you shouldn't care what your ISP thinks of that website. Um, oh so that's, that's where that came out. So again, you know, like uh, royalty-free samples, you know, something that I'm I'm really passionate about. Um, and again, kind of going through um, this fake anime, like that's you know that's mm-hmm. that part of the story, kind of thing. Yeah, I I didn't really have a question for this one. It was a comment. It was I was learning so much because I didn't know about the net neutrality issue. Mm-hmm. And I actually listened to this track like three times <laughs> in a row. And I I was like, I feel like I, that was a TED Talk podcast <laughs> song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First but it was, of its see, Okay, but, but here, let me, let me also say <laughs> yeah. this. So, you know, again, there are moments, especially when Mo is on the track where it's just like a professional singing, right? I am not a professional singer. Um, but for this one and a few of the others, you know, one of the things that this album really, really plays with a lot is cadence, right? Like think about the Loki one, like that's mm-hmm. uh, Neil Gaiman just talking about the myth of Loki, right? And he's a writer, he's British, uh, you know, so there, like just already his cadence was already sing-songy. I didn't mm-hmm. really have to, you know what I mean? And so same with this, like how, how can I, they're just talking, they're talking about net neutrality, but how does it fit within these bars and this, you know, uh, bridge to the chorus? Like, how does that fit? And they're just talking kind of thing. So it, the album does explore cadence of mm-hmm. the human voice, which I think it is a nice thing to do since the rest of the backbone was artificially created you know but the balance was created and you put that in place to ensure that there was that conversation and it wasn't like ai is guiding us but more this is this is a a boat that we're in together ai Mm -hmm. is the boat we are telling it where to go we're still in control surprisingly there's a lot of conversation on twitter online about artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. and art Mm -hmm. um when it's illustrations people are really getting heated Mm -hmm. with writing you know essays books code people are kind of like "Mm," right There's, there's there's a lot of implications there's a lot of like it's like is it beyond plagiarism you know what i mean like all of that had to come from somewhere and yeah. that someone is not getting paid. Kind of thing. Yeah. But when I interact with these conversations and I bring up the fact 
that we utilized artificial intelligence in a new album, everyone's been really nice. They've all mm. been like, oh, well, that's that's okay. I'm like, oh, yeah. all right. Well, then I guess we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ki- yeah, so no that, one's pissed about it. Yeah, and, nice. and this is a wonderful opportunity to explore this a, a bit deeper mm-hmm. because I... I'm really torn about this, especially with the with the AI issue with the images. Uh, mm-hmm. I run a small lit journal now as of last year, and I initially wanted it to be a companion with the AI images. So I was using them as prompts and trying to see if we could generate a conversation, much like you know what you guys have done here. But the more that I started using the images, the, the more I felt this sort of internal guilt of like, Something doesn't sit right with me because, as you said, you know, the images just kind of feel a bit different. But for you guys as musicians, how does this land with you? And, and what's your stance on it now? Do you feel so that there's me, a threat or a concern? Yeah, let, let, me, let me start on that one. So, and, and I might have had this conversation with you, Mo. Tell me if I hadn't. But we, we, we had a slight conversation. Yeah. So yep. the, 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 the C chord, the G chord, like, music is music is music and like you know i can't remember who said it but someone famously quoted you know as saying uh all the songs have already been written Mm. (laughs) you know and so what can you do to you know further that conversation to whatever and so the way i looked at it especially for this album and this this really was an experiment um to see where things are going with it Mm. you know honestly with you know Anyone could have jammed, had a jam session and come up with any of these things. Like the drums mm-hmm. are, aren't doing anything weird The you know, so, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel the same guilt that mm-hmm. does come with a lot of the art based, um, AI. And, and I think, you know, maybe, uh, art, uh, can take a look at what music how music utilizes it and kind of, you know, like as a tool, you know, like using chat GPT to put mm-hmm. the code that you wrote just so that it can check it and tell you where your errors are. I think that's totally okay. I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, a good use of the artificial intelligence. I don't know, Mo, what do you think? Okay. Uh, at first, when we talked about it, I was feeling a little unsure about it. Uh, definitely more on the negative side at first. Mm-hmm. And I can only speak Jaime, from the musician's perspective, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, having this conversation, I can see how difficult it would be, or we would have to come up with some unique collaborative ways to incorporate AI and art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not an artist myself, so I can't speak. But doing this album with Shahab changed my whole perspective because, and and just sitting with the thought of AI and music has changed me because I now kind of see and people have mentioned like reddit posts and stuff like that on that i read that we are kind of living in a potentially a new enlightenment era where Mm. and now i view ai as like a another medium to Mm. work with as an artist like if you're a painter you can work with like different mediums and the crazier the better and the more legendary you become Mm. i kind of view ai as that now like um Mm. how creative can you get it's it's a it's a new it's a new era, like even with, um, so. And so from the user end, it's not really a problem. I think the difficulty really just comes down to people getting paid who are feeding the, the information. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's really sort of the, 
in my opinion, because I'm, I'm with you guys. I wish that we could have technology that isn't tainted by something that, that hmm. capitalism is, is guiding into. Oh, you got to make money you know, so you can't pay the artists. So, so, so yeah. you know, and I, I think if you utilize it, you know, like one of the conversations Mo and I also had early on was, um, you know, obviously this is a very experimental album. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the things we did aren't going to happen on in pop music, aren't going to happen, whatever. So, but mm-hmm. what the way I looked at it was, you know, a lot of times someone records something on a four track and then they give it to their five piece band. And they're like, this is kind of where we're going. This is what we need to do. Now, can you make a drum part? Can you do a bass mm. part? Can you do with this? Mm-hmm. You know, so using, like, hey, this is the thing that AI spit out. Can we do it as a real band? Can we really do it? You know, or art. I mean, you know, we've done um, albums, films. I've, there's been times where I've, I've been like, this is your reference, dude. Like, I, I know I'm hiring you and I'm paying you to do this cover art, but I need this. This is the idea, you mm. know? Um, so utilizing it as a tool to get to, you know, what you're going to do, uh, you know, let's, then you go into the studio and you pay the engineer and you pay mm-hmm. the musicians who are there, you know, and so mm-hmm. I think using it as a tool and not as the end result. And that's kind of also this album, right? Like mm-hmm. we didn't just, and I say we, I didn't just <laughs> spit out some AI jams and go, here's my album. Thank you very much. Which mm-hmm. is the problem with these AI things, uh, you know, the art things, and yeah. you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, here's my right. thing. Okay, right. well, use it as a as a uh, inspiration and do your own thing, and mm-hmm. then it's yours, you know. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. true. Yeah. What if you paint over an AI image? So here's a little secret. <laughs> most, you know, most artists they do, you know, these huge murals on the walls. They put a projector, they plug in a projector yeah. real quick. You know, a lot of artists, they draw <laughs> the basic lines, scan it in, and then they go to Procreate on their iPad and then they do all the fancy stuff. So it's, a mock-up. it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. unheard of, you know. Mm. Yeah, so, a lot of musicians, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Uh, a lot of musicians are using it mostly to speed up workflow, is mm-hmm. what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, you were going to come up with the chord progression anyway, is the argument. So might as well just have this AI where you can drag and drop it, you know, experiment <laughs> faster. So right. get get your money faster, I guess. <laughs> if there is money in the music industry right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, but yeah. I do also want to thank Mo because um, she basically did a lot of heavy lifting on two of these tracks and even still has shared the crap out of the album. Mm -hmm. I've done collaborations with tons of people over many, many decades. And a lot of the times people just act like your PR department's got to share it kind of thing. And I'm like, wow, man, like we, we worked on that together. Like I really Mm -hmm. care about this and you don't, you just, you don't want to share it. Like even just, just, you know, and, and so Mo, thank you. Like you've shared it like a thousand times, and I'm just like, oh, thanks. I, I don't know what <laughs> I I've thought done that was standard, though. That. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not. guys, come <laughs> on, just share. <laughs> so now, a lot of people of don't know. A lot of people don't know how to share, though. I that's what I realized. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Like how Very to. True. Yeah, but so, learn to share. <laughs> lastly, I I want to just ask you guys while I have you here on this topic the benefits of collaboration and the things that 
we must hold on to as we're reaching out to collaborators and beginning a kind of partnership like the one that you folks had? What are some things that, that you can pass on to folks who are looking to have a successful creative collaboration like the one you folks did? Oh, boy. That's a, a good question. That's a really good question. Um, I would say, I mean, there's a lot. And, and, and I'm still learning. Um, Same. I think that's why I can't answer either. It's a, it's a learning I, process. <laughs> yeah, I, I think where I'm at now, um, I'm kind of done chasing, if that makes any sense. Like, I used there's, you know, certain people that I'm like, we got to collab, we got to collab, and then they just can't do it or can't. Like, you know what? At this point, if you can't do it, I'm moving on. You've moved on, obviously, so I'm going to move on. So mm-hmm. I used to really, like, you know, pine for these things. Like, you know what? Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think beyond that, you know, um, set expectations, set, um, uh, like, like, who's bringing what to the table, mm-hmm. like, first, like, first, first, first. Like, where is this going? What is it doing? So there's no surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, treat your collaborators with kindness. Um, you know, I sent Mo a care package, which mm-hmm. was not nearly yes. enough for the beautiful vocals that she lent to this album. I, I cry every time I hear these things, right? And so it was not enough, but still, like, you know, you, you, you share the love, show the love. Um, and that way, they at least appreciate you for having brought them into the fold and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say just form genuine connections, you know, genuine friendships. And that has worked out for me so far. <laughs> like, I genuinely like you guys, and I'm meeting you for the first time, but you have a nice smile on Google Meet, and we could probably be friends. <laughs> well, yeah. That's how I, I think. It's pretty simple. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Actually, it goes I'm, I'm going to thank you, too, Jaime. I'm going to thank you, too. Yeah. The music video for Robotic Pleasures was based on a video that you made what? completely from Pexels. Like you, you, you made it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so every clip in Robotic Pleasures is a Pexels clip. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so you were, you were the Aww. inspiration for that video. That makes my day. Uh, yeah, and thanks for having me on here, Rando. So, <laughs> you, you guys, I, I just really want to thank you for your time and for sharing a lot of these insights on on the collaborative process but you really are tremendously talented driven people and so it's always incredible to get this out into the world so that folks know what you're all about and what you're doing but also it's amazing to see brown people kicking ass and doing cool things so it's this has been really special for me because now i feel revitalized i feel like we can go out into the world and keep doing great stuff especially in terms of what you're doing, Shahab, with bringing representation and making sure that the issues are talked about in the art and using it as a tool for vocalizing what's going on in the world. And Mo, I want to know what's going on with the spaceship back there. I want to know how you're making (laughs) this beautiful synth pop that I'm just completely in love with. It's remarkable. And you you folks are just an inspiration. I'm just so thankful that the podcast allows me to connect with you guys because you're incredible. And this album is, is really something special. So I urge everyone to thank you. go and check it out. Thank you. As soon as humanly possible. Have I rambled enough? Is there any closing thoughts that you guys would like to add? <laughs> um, well, oh my God, I should have mentioned this 
sooner but real quick fun fact about the album that i forgot to mention it says mixed and mastered by mo milan but in line with uh this i did mix it and i did master it but i used specifically a mastering program that's automated mm. oh. yeah it's called aria mastering and i see we're running out of time but basically what you do is you upload your track to aria mastering and there's a robotic arm somewhere in a studio in atlanta that uses real hardware analog hardware oh, runs your song through it and it tweaks it and so that's what you're hearing for both loki and robotic pleasures that wow. is insanity so, that is pure yeah. insanity and i love it <laughs> had to throw it in there sorry i didn't mention it too. I'm glad you did, though. Uh, yeah. it just brings it all together you know even the finishing touches had a an artificial hand in there um but mm -hmm. it's so so beautiful and so uh so poignant but folks um i really once again want to thank you for for this album but uh mo i hope that we get to chat a little bit more down the road get to know more about your work and how you do your stuff and shahab i know i'm just gonna have to see you again soon so that we can talk <laughs> about whatever awesome thing you're conceiving because Thanks, life man. is good and uh it's and great keep to see up, keep it up yes. you're, you're doing the great work too man seriously yeah love uh, the podcast love oh, it thank you thank you guys i love hanging out and uh getting to learn from you so we'll leave it there but check out the album folks talk to you soon bye bye